I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Matthew. I work in TV development, and until now, I have never watched Survivor. And I'm David, and I've been covering Survivor since season one of U.S. Survivor over 23 years ago. I could go on and on, but I already did that in episodes one and two. So you can hear more about my history at the beginning of that podcast. Usually this podcast is dedicated to the traitors, but David and I have joined forces to take a detour and cover the new season of Survivor UK. Each week, we're going to give you a new twist on covering Survivor by not just recapping the two episodes, but looking at both of them from our two very different points of view. So whether you're new to Survivor like me or a veteran of watching many seasons, we'll have you covered. Yes, we will. And uh, before we get into this week's two episodes, uh, I have a little tidbit of information that I had uh, seen on or heard on an interview. And then I wanted to see if you've seen or heard anything online or anything like that, that that you want to discuss that you thought was interesting before we got in here. Uh, I'll start with what I found. So uh, Sabrina said in an interview, so we saw the votes last time and we, you know, my thought was Sabrina's alliance was fractured. They couldn't even agree on who to vote for. And it turns out, at least according to what Sabrina said, she had them split the votes intentionally. One, because they believed that Doug was 100 percent with her, uh, which, you know, that part we knew. We knew that they believed that. But also that for some reason she believed there was a hidden immunity idol in play. And she doesn't say why. She just says she believed it. And also, not surprisingly, she had never heard of Survivor before being recruited. So, you know, I don't know how much she watched or what she heard or whatever before actually going on. But she way overthought that and seemingly either encouraged 
them to split the votes or allow Doug to get them to split the votes. So he could literally choose who went home because otherwise, I mean, I, I, I think he could have chosen anyway, because, you know, it would have been like a four, four type of split, but w- without him, but this made sure that there was no way that other side could come together. Yeah. I'm surprised that she, so she says she hasn't seen Survivor, but she thought there was a hidden immunity idol, which makes me think, were some of the other contestants messing with her? (laughs) Like some of the other ones who had seen it, they were like, Sabrina, guess what? There's something called an immunity idol. One of us has got it. I I don't, I I can't quite figure that out. Uh, But since we last spoke, I checked out these interviews on the BBC Media Centre webpage uh, that you spoke about. And yeah, they, uh, they are very strange. They're interviews with the cast members retrospectively about their time on the show after they'd filmed it, but before it had been broadcast. So I'm I'm really baffled by this. Um, yeah, this it's almost of- it's almost like it came to, you know, time to start promoting the show. And someone said, OK, we got to put up our uh, bios and our interviews. And and someone said, interviews, we were supposed <laughs> yeah. to do interviews before the show. Yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't have any press there. So let's interview them now and just ask them not to give anything away. Yeah. <laughs> or the opposite, the, the someone they 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 did all these interviews after the show had filmed and they were supposed to save it until the whole thing had been broadcast and someone has oops pressed the wrong button they've published their interviews already uh, well, it's it's weird i mean they do seem like typical pregame interview the questions seem like typical pregame interviews except instead of saying what strategy do you intend to have how do you think you'll handle the hunger things like that it's what strategy did you come in intending to have how did you end up handling the hunger so they've taken these questions that would normally normally be asked pregame and asked them postgame but to put them in that mindset so it allows a little bit of 2020 hindsight from some of these uh players i think yeah and a lot of uh censoring i mean they they have to be really careful yes with you know, they, they can't allow them to spoil anything, say anything that could indicate mm-hmm. the outcome of any episode. Uh, so they must be very finely curated. It's yes. very strange. Yes. So, all right. Well, with that, we can move into episode three, which is day six. Uh, we don't get any post-tribal council discussions from that night. So just to explain it to you. Sometimes we get them on U.S. survivors, sometimes not. Literally, the moments after tribal council. So the way it works is after tribal council is done, you see them walking out. Well, at that moment, they are locked down. They are not allowed to talk. They get sent back to their uh, actual tribe location, and that's where they can talk. So if there was a big blindside and someone's angry, they've been stewing about it now for however long it took them to get there. And that's when they can, like, um, blow up. And, you know, talk about things and and, and the like. But there was nothing like that here. Uh, we just poof. We're, it's the next morning. Um, so I don't know, you know, if you had any thoughts about that or were expecting that or what you were thinking. I don't have any thoughts about that. However, I'm going to say something right here as, as we begin. I already have a theory about who I think is going to win Survivor UK. I'm saying it now. 
and I'm going to reveal as we talk who I think it is and why. I just I just wanted to make it clear right away. I've got a theory. Okay. Is it Lawrence the Skinny Dipper? <laughs> it's not Lawrence the Skinny Dipper, which begins episode three. Yeah. Um, that, that was so straight. It really reiterated for me how not BBC One this all feels. Yeah. And I, I talked a little bit about that last time, but not fully. Uh, it's one of the things that surprises me about Survivor UK coming back and being rebooted. BBC One is the last channel I would have expected it to be on. And it's difficult to explain why. There's just something about the feel of this show that doesn't, for me, really align with what I would expect of BBC One prime time. BBC, I, I spoke last time about an old show called uh, Shipwrecked that was on Channel 4 in the UK. Mm -hmm. But there was also another show, and all the, all these shows happened around the same time, 2000, 2001. We had Big Brother, we had Survivor the first time, we had Shipwrecked. There was another show that was on BBC One, and it was called Castaway. And it shared some things with Survivor 2. It was this sort of observational documentary series. Did I talk about this last time? You may. I, I think you did. Uh, it yeah. Was, it was about a bunch of people going off to live in a community in a Scottish island called Tarrancy. Mm -hmm. But there were no competitive elements. It was sort of very much a study of human behavior and uh, community and mm -hmm. how this group of people will build a little civilization. That felt very BBC, but oiling up and wrestling down a slide to catch <laughs> a bag of supplies doesn't feel very BBC. So anyway, my point was, Lawrence is skinny dipping. I was like, oh, I'm a bit <laughs> shocked here. What's going on? Strange way to start the episode. I mean, it was, you know, uh, yeah, they decided instead of starting with a sunrise, they started with a moon. Um, <laughs> so who so when are you going to tell us who you think is going to win now or at the end of the podcast? Let's do it at it's the a, end of the podcast. It's a surprise, David. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, meanwhile, at Lenena, uh, Lee tries to make up with Rach, but tells us he feels title tighter with the men for strength purposes, which, of course, is no surprise. Ren, Ashley and Rach talk about targeting him because they know he would come for them. And we get the intro package for Ren, who is a network data scientist. And also, unlike a lot of network data scientists, I know, uh, likes things that Survivor is about, like, well, OK, puzzles. Yes, that fits in. But like obstacle courses and being in the outdoors. Um, and, uh, you know, and I'm allowed to say that cause my son is in that field. Uh, but, uh, Ren says, I don't think I could be better prepared. Now, when Ren said that I immediately felt like it's a bad omen. Like, oh no, when they show someone saying that it almost always means the fall, <laughs> but maybe it'll turn out to be a good omen instead. Yeah, I felt like similarly, the fact that they were showing Lee saying what he was saying, you know, he's talking about how he feels in alliance with the men. He thinks that they are basically stronger and better than the women. I think the fact that they've picked these these moments to show us suggests to me they're going to come back to bite him. And we, we even cut straight to some of the women talking about getting rid of Lee really soon after that. So just sort of analyzing it and reading mm -hmm. the language of the editing makes me think this is going to be important. Lee probably shouldn't be saying these things. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, it's not a spoiler to say that most people, men, who think this way in Survivor don't win. You know, don't even come close to winning. Because okay. uh, it's like, men, men, manly men. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, <laughs> and, and it's like, no, that's not that's not Survivor. But uh, but meanwhile, he does put his plan of act plan into action by trying to get the men together, uh, you know, talking to Chris, saying the weakest has to go. Uh, Doug kind of just tries to not be a part of this conversation. Uh, but Lee continues that the guys have an alliance without saying they have an alliance due to human nature and the law of attraction. Uh, so a, a couple of things going on here. One newsflash. If you don't say you have an alliance. You don't sit. That means you don't have an alliance. You know, it, it's there is no such thing as an unspoken alliance. Um, even a lot of times, if you do say you have an alliance, you don't actually have an alliance. Uh, but yeah, there's there's no such thing as an alliance without saying you have one. Um, you know, plus this whole thing about this law of attraction and human nature for, like I said, uh, the manly men to get together. It's like in your mind, maybe Lee. Maybe in your mind only. <laughs> um, but eventually Lee forces Doug into the conversation and Doug being smart just agrees. Yeah. Uh, but then he shows us that he actually knows about the game by saying it's a crazy strategy and the game is about mental and societal attitudes and people who can keep their cool under pressure and are trustworthy. But he's letting Lee take the lead and will cut him when the time is right. So that's, you know, that I think is a... a a uh, good indicator of what will probably happen. Yeah, I noticed that as well, that Doug is already saying one thing to camera uh, and saying mm -hmm. another thing to people in reality. So the exact moment, yeah, Lee asks him, you know, are you in? Are you in with my plan? And Doug goes, yeah, sure. And straight away in his interview, he's going, no, I will be getting Lee out. Straight away. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that's interesting and it suggests that Doug's quite a savvy player of the mm -hmm. game. He, he, he knows uh, that maybe honesty is not always the best thing in this game, I'm yes. guessing. Yes, that is true. All right, so we uh, we have tree mail, and each tribe has to send their quickest thinker to the outpost. Now, several of them ask what the outpost is, which shows that they had not watched Australian Survivor. Uh, Me what too. Was, yeah, what was <laughs> you? Okay, so that was your thing, was like, what's the outpost? Yes, I was like, uh, my question was, is this always a thing? In Australian Survivor, it has become a thing. It is usually more interactive than this. Like, the strange thing was that Lawrence and Ren didn't interact at all. They went there separately. Yeah. Normally, they have to make some sort of decision together. Ah, okay. Um, but I'm sure the fact that we've seen it once, we will. I'm, I'm sure we'll see it again. And, you know, maybe there's more interactivity at that point. Yeah. Um, but in this case, you know, Ren volunteers to show they can do better at other areas besides the physical. And Lawrence, I don't know. Lawrence just wants to go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joel, uh, when Joel says immunity comes in different forms, I thought, aha, this is the immunity idol I have heard of. The hidden yes. immunity idol. So, I mean, now that I've watched both episodes, I I kind of get what an immunity idol mm -hmm. is, although I'd still have questions about it. But I immediately thought, oh, is this like the shield and the traitors? This must be something that protects you at banishment, or in this case, tribal council. Um, and I, well, I made I had a question. I 
when I was watching the episode, but I think I've, I have the answer now. My question was, can you have an immunity idol and keep it a secret? But now mm -hmm. I know, yes, the answer is you can. And usually you should. And okay. too often they don't. Um, okay. <laughs> too often what will happen is someone will say, well, I want to share this information with, you know, this other person to bond us. And instead, eventually that other person will turn on them and, you know, surprise them. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> this way you can't use it because a shield in the traders works no matter what. You don't have to say I am using it. A hidden immunity idol you have to specifically use. Your possession of it does nothing. You have okay. to use it, which is why at tribal council, you know, skipping a little ahead, Joel says, if you have an idol, now is the time to use it. Okay. This was uh, this is one of my questions about yes. it. Yeah. Yes. How, how exactly does it work? Um, so that clears things up a little bit. Okay. Um, so, yes, he says that, uh, of course, you know, I'd say based on what we heard from Sabrina, I think if if she knew about hidden immunity idols, I suspect all of them know. And Joel is just saying this for the UK audience who doesn't know anything about hidden immunity idols. Yeah. Um, and so the funny thing is that, so Joel talks about, oh, and you need a clue to find it. But in other versions of Survivor, I mean, sometimes you still need a clue, but often people find idols nowadays just by searching without a clue. They'll just look in nooks and crannies of trees and stuff like that. And it's been that way for a while. So this is kind of more old fashioned. Uh, you know, there's a lot about UK Survivor that many regular Survivor viewers are seeing as kind of old fashioned. But. I mean, that makes sense. You have to introduce the game. You can't just, you know, to the UK viewing public, you can't just drop this, you know, what US Survivor is right now or Australian Survivor is right now. Um, and so, yeah, we'll we'll actually see more of the fact of, you know, searching without a clue a little bit later. Uh, now, Lawrence and Ren each go to the outpost individually, like I mentioned. Um, and they have a dilemma. A big fish, a little fish, or a potato. And, of course, each comes with its own instructions. A big fish is just a big fish. A little fish comes with a clue to the idol, but you have to share it with at least one person. And a potato, you get a clue, but you can keep it to yourself. Now, it seems to me that Lanena had so much food to start with that Ren shouldn't really need the big fish. But I also did mention that it was almost all fruit and was probably going to go bad in about a week. Um, Ren considers that they don't think they're in any danger and doesn't need an idol now, but knows things can change. And I would add that having an idol isn't necessarily about what's happening right now. In fact, if you need it right now, you're probably in a pretty bad position and, you know, having one idol may not be enough. Um, but it's good because you can hold on to it. Well, okay, later we find out you can't. But in general, <laughs> in general, you can hold on to it. Okay, um, I was going to ask that. Can you, can you keep them from episode to episode? Can you hoard mm -hmm. idols? Could you yes. get to the final and go, I have 10? Yes, you can. <laughs> I mean, there shouldn't be 10 in the game, but yes. 
Um, it, usually you can, although as we later find out in the next episode, this particular idol has a time limit on it. So, okay. Um, so Ren worries the potato would be too suspicious, which is true. But considering all the newbies in this game, all Ren would have to do is say, you know, at, at the outpost, there was a competition. I didn't do very well. And I just got this small prize. You know, if I had been able to throw more rings onto something, I'd have gotten a bigger prize or whatever. Um, but Ren ends up going with the small fish and a planned story of having a decision between that and a bag of rice. Um, meanwhile, again, or, go ahead. Making up a story like that. Well, I didn't sort of appreciate this at the time, but of course, later the teams are going to come together mm-hmm. and have the chance to talk to one another. So I guess you can't really make up a story that could be so easily found out or rumbled unless you agree with, you know, unless Ren had spoken to Lawrence right. and said, why don't, why don't we both come up with a fake story to get? So yeah, you have to be, you have to be pretty careful about what you're going to lie about if you're going to lie. I mean, I wanted to ask David with all of your survivor knowledge yeah. and experience, what is the right answer? What should you do at this at this outpost thing? Like what what would you have done here? I would have done what Ren did, a small fish, so at least it's protein and a clue, especially since Ren seems to be pretty close with Doug. Um <laughs> and I mean, you just got to you know, I, Redden's story wasn't bad, you know, that or a bag of rice. Uh, we'll just see if it comes back to haunt them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lawrence, you know, picks the big fish for the good of the tribe to keep things simple. Uh, and he actually tells them the truth, which is funny because Jess is like, is that the truth or is he pretending? Yeah, Uh, because sometimes you just can't win. And that's part of the problem. That's why I wouldn't take the big fish, because even taking the big fish, someone's going to say. But what else did you get? Was there an even bigger fish? Was there five fish? Was there, you know, no matter what you bring back, someone's going to wonder if you couldn't have brought back more. Yes. And. I. I was going to say something, but I'll, I'm going to hold off a little bit longer because I think you're going to mention it as well. Okay. So Ren, <laughs> Ren arrives back at the at camp with the story. All the others seem to be in agreement with the supposed decision, though Chris, quote unquote, jokes <clears throat> that uh, Ren might have a treat stashed somewhere. Ha ha. Ha ha. Since Ren has to share the clue with someone, they decide on Doug. Uh, and you know, I think it was pretty clear that those two were close, but Ren also mentions that he seems like an honest bloke, uh, and, uh, Ashley and Rach seem too close to each other. Um, so the problem is I'm going to take this opportunity now to, to state my piece. Okay. I, I'm going to call it now. I think Doug is going to win. And I'm saying that because at this moment in the episode, I just thought Doug's getting a lot of screen time. So mm-hmm. he featured in the discussion with Lee earlier. And now, and I know this it just so happened that Ren picked Doug right. as the person to share the clue with. But I thought Doug clearly is getting on with people already. You know, mm-hmm. people feel like they can trust him, they think he's honest. And I just am very aware that out of all of the contestants, 
he's the one that I I know his name instantly and I recognize him and I just have a sense that he's getting a lot of screen time. So this I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah place a place an imaginary bet in my mind. I think Doug could be the winner. I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's early, but yeah, I mean, Doug is, you know, seems to be playing very well amongst, uh, you know, a group who isn't necessarily. And so it'll just be interesting to see how that progresses. Like at some point, do people realize and go, you know, that Doug guy, <laughs> everyone seems to like him. He's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I think Doug is a, definitely a good pick at this stage. Um, but Ren takes Doug away from camp in a highly suspicious manner uh, <laughs> while while the others are cooking the fish. And Lee is noting well, there isn't much meat on this fish, which suggests to him that something else may be afoot. If you can't even fool Lee, you're in big trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a strange moment of Ren going, why don't you come and help me find a stone? <laughs> yeah, we must go away somewhere yeah. else to find the stone. And the, everybody else, or lots of the others, did seem to be very suspicious about Ren, and, and mm -hmm. they were kind of lightly. A few of them are saying something feels not quite right, and I wondered, is it just because Ren's a bad liar, or is it because they've seen Survivor and they know how they, mm -hmm. they maybe they've seen Australian Survivor, they know how the outpost works, so maybe they they their knowledge, their background knowledge, is making them think something doesn't seem right here. I think it's possible, you know, each one is possible. You know, I don't know that Lee would have ever seen Survivor. Maybe he has. Maybe they've all, <laughs> any of them would have been foolish to not at least watch some when they were, yeah. you know, cast. Uh, but, um, it, yeah, it, it's certainly possible that they've seen this and, you know, but some people were asked, also asking, what's the, what's the outpost? Uh, so, but still, it's Survivor, you know, and if someone comes back with something, you always wonder, what, what's going on here? Or at least you should. Um, so then Ren opens the clue and, and uh, you know, they read it before tearing it up and burying the pieces. Um, and then we move to day seven. And that opens with Ashley saying Lee is taking more of a leadership role. And there seems to be a divide in camp with the physically stronger against her, Ren and Rich. So, in other words, same as before. Um, <laughs> this is this is called not news. Um, over at Calaton, Leilani feels like she's seen as the weakest and is hoping to do well to gain some confidence. Uh, and then it's immunity challenge time. And this one is a survivor classic as they run around an oval in the water. I guess it's more of a rectangle in the water uh, while rope together and carrying weight. And if they tire out, they can hand off the weight and unclip. Now, the tribes discuss some strategy, like Calaton talks about running on the beach side rather than the deep side, uh, which is smart. And Lenena decides at Lee's suggestion to have some people drop out right away because it'll be easier to have fewer people running, which is nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, I well. I actually, at first, I thought, oh, that's quite an interesting way to look at it. Maybe that's going to work. But I think I didn't appreciate how heavy the weights were. Mm -hmm. That just sort of didn't factor. But as it goes on, I can see from watching them, oh, they're really struggling. So it became clear to me that that was a really poor yes. strategy. At, at the start, I, I wondered, oh, maybe that's 
that's going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're dragging someone, if someone is literally dragging behind you, slowing you down, then yes, because then you're carrying weight and you're pulling weight. Yeah. But if they're not, then there's no reason to drop out. Um, so they start peg leg drops out first, then Ren, then Ashley, uh, Leilani from Calaton drops out, uh, then Rach from Lenena, and uh, Hannah drops to also. So it's just the three muscly guys left. Uh, I think like you, they had a higher opinion of their abilities or a lower recognition of how carrying that much weight would be. Yeah, because they are, you know, pretty quickly dragging, um, you know, peg leg, uh, you know, from the bench says, yeah, they went too soon. Uh, Chris's body keeps sagging deeper into the water as they're going, which I understand he's tired, but it also means more resistance on his whole body. And also, as I think one of the someone on the other tribe mentioned, their weight bags are wetter and therefore heavier. Yeah. Uh, you know, Calaton slowly catches up just by being consistent and eventually tags them to win immunity. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> I it's part of part of this challenge is about speed. It's not just about sort of who can bear the most weight. So actually having like three having big sort of bulky mm-hmm. guys is doesn't you know, they're prob- probably not going to necessarily be that quick in the water so yeah i just think they didn't think about that actually maybe smaller people in this if they can carry the weight yeah would be faster maybe maybe they could move a bit quicker through the water yeah the problem is the carrying the weight and you know i mean lee is the type of muscly guy who thinks that muscles solve everything yeah um at least that's you know what we've seen of him and, and do you know who I think might have been good at this? Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina was really quite annoying, but was a marathon runner. So I was like, maybe An ultra Sabrina. marathon runner, ultra marathon runner. Maybe Sabrina could have been good here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as soon as this is over, I immediately know Lee and company are going to try to target the so-called weaker women even though it was his poor strategy that mostly caused it. Uh, But before we get to that, Chris chatted with a couple of the Calaton guys at the end of the challenge and found out they got a big fish. Hmm. Yes. Fish gate. Yes, fish gate. (laughs) (laughs) Do they say that even in the UK? I mean, they add gate to everything here. Yeah, we do Okay. Okay. I mean, they didn't do it in the show. I I just thought it right. was a really funny name. I know. Yeah, I just it just <laughs> occurred to me. Um, all right. So again, Lee tells us that the men naturally come together, and then a couple of the guys are close to Hannah and Ren, so it won't be them. And so it's got to be one of the blondes. Uh, and those are his <laughs> yes. words, not mine. I, I just, I, yes, I'm so glad you noticed that. <laughs> First of all, I I know I said this last time. I'm going to say it again. I cannot understand 30% of what Lee says. It's it's baffling. I'm not being, you know, prejudiced again. I, I like different accents. Different accents are very interesting. I have never met an Irish person who speaks like this. And um, yeah, he, he says, naturally the men have come together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then he says, uh, he gets on with Hannah. 
Doug gets on with Ren. So it's got to be one of the blondes. That's yeah. my impression of Lee. Yes. Okay. Uh, one of one of the blondes. Yes. Well, Lee, that's not 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 a good impression. No. Uh so uh he brings up Rach to Ashley and she says she needs to think about it, which is the wrong answer. So <laughs> in the rules that I have written for winning survivor uh, where I pod, you know, I podcast or I do um, why I do uh, mini TikToks and the like. Um, I have what I call the Ghostbusters provision. OK, because in the Ghostbusters, as you know, most people should recall, uh, there is a line. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> OK, <laughs> on Survivor, if someone asks you if you want an alliance, You say yes. So Lee asking Ashley, do you want to vote against Rach? The answer is yes. Um, Is it okay to say no if you say it really quickly? No. Because at least then you look like you're quite certain. Well, the funny thing is, so on U.S. Survivor, this actually happened. There was a a couple of guys. They were nerds. They were both talking about Pokemon. They, They consider themselves nerds. And um, they, this had, so there was a tribe swap. They were from two original different tribes. They swapped together and one guy's talking and, you know, then he kind of just brings up like, Hey, you know what? The nerds should get together and run this game. And the other guy goes, uh, no, 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 we're good. <laughs> and everybody at the time was like, what are you doing? You never say no to an alliance. And as it happened, the guy who was proposing the alliance was doing it as a fake out anyway to uh-huh. do it. And so, you know, as things went, it turns out that the the guy who said no, he he came in with a strategy. He believes that he will be seen as a schemer. So his strategy is blunt honesty so that people will start to believe him and then he can really, you know, get strategic. But and so this was just part of his blunt honesty like no i i have an alliance you have an alliance we're we're good and the blunt honest guy got out the guy who had proposed the alliance so everybody's like is this going to come back to bite him what's going to happen but in the moment everyone was like what are you doing you know so what, how how did he progress in the season uh we're i mean it's only 6 episodes in right now so oh it's still going it's still on okay oh the us yes yes okay um, he, i'm he's he's going to win i'm calling it he's going to win <laughs> um so but in this case you know ashley is not in a position of power and the guy who is just came to her and said would you vote with me the answer is yes the answer is always yes so uh so anyway uh in the meantime lee asks her to keep it to herself so she immediately tells Rich, um, who who points out that Lee came up with the challenge strategy. And, you know, she's right. But here's the thing. Ashley isn't the one she has to convince. You know, Rach, go out there and tell other people that. Uh, Lee tells the others he wants Rach out because she's a personal trainer, but jumped out at the same time as Ashley, the office worker. So that tells him that she's just not giving 100%. Now, a couple others note that, um, you know, the strategy was for them to jump out and Hannah pushes to vote out Ashley instead. 
uh, telling us that, well, she wants both women to stay, but, well, she needs to be on the right side of the vote, which, you know, she's doing the right thing in that regard. Chris also doesn't want to vote out either of the two because he's close to both, but he knows Lee has taken the forefront and doesn't seem to have much choice. This is, excuse me, this is where I'm surprised that he doesn't bring up Big Fish, Little Fish and yeah. push push suspicions onto Ren to try to change things. Yeah, I was surprised. It does sort of, unless I missed something, it doesn't really ever come up again in the episode. Mm-mm. So Not yet. I sort of think, oh, it, it will come back at some point, right. just not right now. But it, it can't just lead to nothing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have included it for us. Right. Yeah, there's no point in showing that if there's literally nothing comes of it. So, yeah, I thought it would come up here also. And no, no, nothing. Uh, so I guess for now, he's just either keeping it to himself or hasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, last time we talked about how, you know, sometimes maybe he maybe he'll bring something up, but they'll show it in a different episode. And um, a, a guy I've known online for a long time, he runs uh, True Dork Times. And he he noticed, I, I won't say who, but he noticed that one of the men when they were doing their uh, confessional interview, definitely had a lot more beard than they should right now. (laughs) And so it was clearly an interview from the future that was popped back in time. Okay. So, yeah, sometimes, you know, you'll say something and they won't show it right away. Yeah. Um, But. uh, So anyway, tribal council comes and Rach opens by saying they got the strategy wrong. And, you know, Joel sits there and tries to poke the bear and get them to point a finger at who came up with the idea. But from what we see, like nobody, nobody bites, nobody calls out Lee. So either they're all afraid of him or I, I mean, I don't know why Rach and Ashley would be afraid of him at this point, but nobody wants to call him out. Uh, and Rach pushes back on the idea that a woman needs to go in order for the tribe to be stronger. Uh, Lee says it's not sexist. It's just true that men are stronger. And, uh, yeah, Lee, that's that there, there is not one ounce of sexism in Lee. We can all see that plain as day. Um, and Lee also, I think Lee's, Lee's, um, theory, he he keeps talking about the, he claims the men in the tribe are, they're stronger. They're going to do better, but he's including peg leg in that. And unless I'm wrong, wasn't Pegleg the first out in the challenge? Well, even Pegleg points that out because Lee said the men were out there and the women were on the bench. Peg's like, Pegleg's like, well, not all the men. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and Lee said something to kind of just discount that. Like, well, yeah, that, but that's different. You know, uh, yeah, that's different because you're a man. So that's, you know, that's different. <laughs> um, Joel yeah. also uh, asked Lee what his vote would be based on. I literally don't have a clue what Lee's answer is. 50% because of his accent. 50% the words he says just mean nothing. He just <laughs> says something about something about what's in his heart. And that's all I got. I, oh, I, I didn't even write it down. Follow. So it must have been of no interest to me. Gibberish. Uh, okay. I haven't had, it's funny that, that the American has had less trouble with Lee's accent than the Scott. <laughs> It's it's not that I don't understand him. It's just that I'm so baffled by the strength of it. But also, yeah, besides the accent, right. he just talks rubbish. Yeah. 
I will get in the next episode. We're going to have a, a fun little accent moment. You'll know when we get to it. Okay. Um, I should have said uh, garbage. Sorry, not rubbish. I was being very British there. Oh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, when you talked about inverted commas last podcast, you oh. know that was uh, way more British. So, oh, what do you what do you call them? Quotes. <laughs> Quote marks, speak yeah. marks, inverted yeah. commas. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I went for the fancy one. Okay. <laughs> Um, for a long time, I had no idea what inverted commas meant. But, you know, you watch enough British TV and you eventually get it. Um, so Doug, of course, counters that Survivor is for everyone, not just big, strong dudes. Ren says they need to win challenges. While they may hope there are less strength-based challenges, you don't know. Now, this is an interesting take from Ren because Ren already admitted to us earlier that they're not the most physical person. And if Ash, Ashley or Rach are voted out now, well, then the other blonde is probably going to follow right after. <laughs> and then what? You know, Ren, you're next in the row of dominoes. And, you know, so over the years, I, I've seen this many times. People calling, we need to have a strong tribe. And it's like, you don't realize where you are on the pecking chart. Don't advocate for a so-called strong tribe if you're in line after those people get voted out, because yeah, then yeah. you have nothing to argue. You've been arguing for the last, you know, two tribal councils, strong tribe, strong tribe. And then it gets to your turn and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I meant something different. Yeah. Similarly, I felt like no matter what the outcome was of the of the vote, I, I, I got the impression this group is pretty fractured anyway, just sort of no matter who goes um it it doesn't seem like there's a great atmosphere between them so yeah. i thought um going ahead yeah no matter who leaves i i don't feel like this group's getting on that well so there mm -hmm. are probably troubles ahead yeah no i agree i hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Great. Uh, so Joel asks Chris if he feels alliances have formed. Uh, here's a hint. The answer is yes. The correct answer is always yes. Um, and, you know, the previous tribal council should have proven that, although uh, apparently it didn't to some of these people. But Chris says he isn't sure because he gets along with everyone and has made a good friendship group. How quaint. Uh, he, <laughs> he admits that he could be naive. Mm. Yes. Uh, Joel asked Doug the same question, and he answers quickly. Yeah. So now maybe Chris, Chris was Doug's lying. the winner. 
Yes, yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Chris was lying, but if he wasn't, and he just heard Doug's answer, he better get his ass moving after this tribal council. Yeah, I. I mean, I wondered if he. I, I mean, this is probably not not the case at all. I do wonder, like, is is Chris doing this all very deliberately? Like, is he just sort of he wants to appear as the friendly, naive guy that just gets on with everyone, but actually he knows that, that's possible. You know, maybe it's it, not. Maybe he's just acting. I, I mean, it could be. I'd like to see something in the confessional from him saying, yeah. uh, you know, well, I'm pretending, but I, I, you know, I really know what I'm doing here, uh, but. So far, we haven't seen that. So we'll, you know, in any case, it's time to vote. Uh, Peg leg votes Ashley due to strength. Hannah votes Rach because she can't work with her, which is something we really hadn't heard before, but goes back to what you said about the group being fractured. Um, Ren votes Rach while saying they're pretty sure it isn't her. Now, we we don't see Ren actually hold up the vote, but I could just tell by the pen movement. They kind of show us uh, alongside and I can tell, you know, I, I see Ren writing an R and an A. And so, yeah, I noticed the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley and Rach, of course, vote for each other as they have to. Uh, Joel says, you know, what we brought up earlier, if anyone has a hidden immunity idol and wants to play it, now would be the time to do so. Now, did that surprise you that he just, boom, put it out there like that? Um, yes. And I, I made a note about it. I had I had completely forgotten about it, actually, uh, until he said that. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that I no one ever they didn't speak about it again the whole rest of the episode. Um, so, yeah, I was very surprised that it suddenly came up. And again, I don't mean to talk about the traitors all the time, but it it reminds me of the shield and the second season of Australia traitors, because I felt like the shield just became quite inconsequential in that season. Um, cause it kind of just mm-hmm. didn't really ever do much, but yeah, I, I wondered why, Oh, we never really saw any more of Ren and Doug looking for that idol. Is it normal for it to just be forgotten about by the viewers like is it supposed to suddenly come back as a surprise and and this was where yeah i then started to have all sorts of questions mm-hmm. about the idol some of which have been answered now but i wondered do they have to share at this moment do they have to tell everyone if they've got one can they keep it a secret how long does it last does it once you've used it i'm guessing it's done and it's gone and mm-hmm. you can't use it again uh so you, to answer your question yes i was surprised that joel suddenly mentioned this because i had forgotten all about it yeah. And, you know, like you said, most of those things are have been answered now. Once you do use it, use it. Usually they rehide another one, but not always. OK, uh, so and then, you know, when did they find it? And like we said, there has been some cutting and, you know, going around. But I think based on what we'll see next episode, I think it's probably in the correct timeline. I, I suspect Ren and Doug just didn't have a good opportunity to disappear and go look for it again. Yeah, I think so. And just one more question about the idol. Then, is it the case you you're pretty much, if you have one, you're probably only going to use it at this moment if you think you're about to be voted out, basically. Yes. If yes. not, you're not going to. You don't need to waste it. Correct. Okay. Correct. I mean, it's always a big debate, you know, when to use the idol, because some people have been voted out with an idol or even two idols in their pockets oh, and okay. uh, others, you know, have used it when they didn't need to use it. And so that went to waste. Uh, 
I have over years of discussing and debating this. My point of view is if you have any inkling that you might be the target, you use it because if you use it and you didn't need it, oh, well, if you don't use it and you did need it, bye bye. You know, there's no second chance there. That's really interesting. So I'm starting to think about this in a totally different mm-hmm. way. That that then suggests you have to be careful what you say at Tribal Council then, because even though Joel is asking you questions about mm-hmm. what way you're going to vote, actually you probably at times want to be quite cagey about that because you don't, you don't want to give people a heads up you're going to vote for them in case they've got an idol. Right, that's exactly it. So there was... So so this is also from, you know, one of my survivor rules. It's about not, you know, it's about keeping your scheming secret. And there used to be a lot of this. Well, I just want to be a nice guy and I'm going to tell them that they're going so that it's, you know, not a blind side and everything. The problem is even before idols, people could use that to whip together their own counter alliance and, you know, try to get you. But with idols, especially, no, you never want to say that and then in u.s survivor they have something new i don't want to get too deep into the weeds here but it's called a shot in the dark and you can play it instead of voting at tribal council and it's like rolling a die i mean you're not literally but it's a one in six chance you pick a scroll one in six chance that you are safe so it's kind of like a one six chance immunity idol Mm -hmm. and so yeah if someone knows they are absolutely going they do that instead. And just this past week, as we're recording this, it hit for the first time and saved someone. It eliminated 11 votes against them. Wow. It was okay. a unanimous vote against them. They hit the shot in the dark, all because someone had told them, hey, it's going to be you. You're There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Now, this and- person did it on purpose because they were their ally, but they knew that they didn't have enough votes. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing then the other sort of side of this is you, if you, 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 you know, you said a minute ago, look, if you've got the chance, just use your idol. If you've got even the slightest inclination that mm-hmm. you're going to go, I guess the downside of that is maybe it's not a downside. If you say, haha, I have an idol, I'm going to use it. Is that maybe a bad thing because it shows the others that you were keeping a secret from them and you look you look secretive and so that that's a problem? Yes, and that is so that's yeah, that's a very good point. It makes it look like you didn't trust the people. So if people yeah. said we're with you and then you play it, then they might say, Well, we were with you, but now it turns out you're hiding something. So <laughs> there are ways around this, I think, like especially nowadays with these time limited idols, like you just say it was the last tribal council I could use it at as long as you, as long as nobody demands that they see the instructions on it, you know, or you could just say, I, I ripped up the instructions. I don't have them yeah. anymore. <laughs> you know, I hid them, um, okay. you know, something like that. Well, I just played it just in case because it was the last time and there was no point in hanging on to it, you know, some, something like that, but you're right. There have been people who have, you know, debated that like, well, I don't want to seem untrustworthy. Yeah, but better to seem untrustworthy than to be gone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, all right. So we finally get uh, we get to the results, which are uh, three for Ashley and four for Rach. 
And so much for what Ren thought because Rich goes home. Yeah. Um, I, in- I noticed something really funny when, well, funny to me, when Joel is revealing the votes, <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculously simplified. He picks out a piece of paper that says Ashley. He picks out one that says Rach. Then he gives us a recap. Yes, each time. <laughs> he goes, that's one for, for Ashley, one vote for Rach. Yes, Joel, we, you, there only were two. Like We can count. Like, oh, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. He said, it's tied. It's one vote for <laughs> Ashley. It's one for So he could have just said, it's tied at one. But no, he has to go there. That is standard. They all do that. And yes, it's like, okay, we get it. Just keep going. You know? <laughs> um. <laughs> But, you know, he wants to make sure those UK audiences are keeping up here. Exactly. Um, we're very, we're very stupid. Yeah. Um, I, I have another question about tribal council in general and mm-hmm. votes um, that occurred to me at this moment. What happens if there's a tie? So if there's a tie, then they in U.S. Survivor currently, they go to a tiebreaker. OK, where the two people or if there's more than two people um, can't vote everybody else has to vote for one or the other of them if they do not break the tie that way then all the people except for the people who were tied have to draw rocks and whoever gets the wrong colored rock goes okay this is how my co-host on my survivor why blank lost podcasts went out of the game there were Uh. two there were two very solid alliances. No one would budge. Uh, and, you know, she got the wrong rock. Okay. And so, um, you know, she still talks about she was never voted out of survival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bad luck. Yes. Um, now, there are uh, this. is So basically, this is what Sabrina was trying to set up last time. Because by splitting the votes, she thought that there would be three votes against her, three votes a different direction, and then a backup two vote in there or something like that. I don't remember the exact detail, but she thought she was setting up a potential tie. Or at least a tie for the secondary if there was an alliance. Or I'm sorry, if there was a, a an immunity idol. Um, you know, if an immunity idol was played, then there would be a tie for the backups. There would be two or three on each of the backup people. And then with the revote, you know, her side would would win because there is the strategy of doing that. You break up your votes, but you have to have enough. So let's say here, th- this would be a perfect example of the Ashley Rach situation. Um, you know, you could split your votes much like they did. And then let's say that Rach had an idol. Well, then Ashley goes because, you know, she had the second number of votes. Yeah. And that way you don't pile. Like I said, in the Survivor U.S., they piled all 11 votes on one person. There was not a single other vote. So they all had to re-vote completely. If one person had thrown a vote out there for someone else, it would have been that person. And so, yeah, it, it you know, but for ties, you can actually use them to your advantage if you want you know, depending on the numbers in the tribe. And I'm presuming that's the same thing that will happen here, that they'll handle tiebreakers in a similar way. Okay. Um, Now, I do want to say, you know, some interesting things Rach said in her BBC interview that we talked about. These are, you know, looking back, but looking forward, supposedly. 
She said, I knew going in that my physical strength would be my strongest attribute. I guess she should have told Lee that. I I, I don't know. Um, and again, this is retrospective. So it's like, oh. Um, and she also added, I think people think that it is all about physical strength, but it's really not. And she's right about that, except that she was voted out in large part because Lee thought that. Um, now, everything's more complicated than it seems. And I will have my miniature version of a why Rach lost on TikTok, YouTube and Instagram. But, um, you know, they let the guy who thinks strength is everything lead. So that was a pretty key point. Yeah. So I think you probably asked all your questions about this episode, but if you have any more before we go to the next one. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good for now. Okay. All I right. Have, so I don't have more as we go on, but I'm good okay. for now. Yeah. So episode four starts on day eight. Uh, again, no night after or anything like that. Um, it's been over a week since the initial food reward at Lanena, and they're mostly out of what they'd won, as you know I had suspected earlier. Uh, and we hear a little about who is close to whom. Uh, Chris is close to the guys, but also to the women in Wren. Then we meet him, and he's a singer-songwriter from Wales. <laughs> I, I again, if I had read all of the interviews on the BBC website, I would have known this. I was very surprised by this yeah. this backstory, this VT. Chris is a singer songwriter. Um, I, I, yeah, I have no words to to say about this. Okay. <laughs> I'll say nothing. Uh, well, he declares to us that he's going to be the winner. So there goes your Doug theory because he just said uh, it. So, well, so. The, I'm I'm yeah. wrong. Chris is right. Yeah. yeah. Um, at Calaton, Jess complains about the bamboo shelter. Uh, remember when I said last time about they need to split the bamboo lengthwise? Uh, yes. Yeah, this is why. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Tanuke tells us that Shy isn't fitting in and doesn't have great social skills. Uh, back to Lenena, where Pegleg and Doug are searching for a hidden immunity idol. And, you know, this goes back to what I said before about not necessarily needing a clue. Of course, Doug doesn't tell Pegleg that he actually does oh, cool. yeah. have a clue. Um, but it's funny because Pegleg is still searching in the right place, even without a clue. Um, yeah, he, he, I noticed that he said, Pegleg says they're, they're going to the well because it seems like the most obvious place. And it's not obvious to me. What is it obvious to <laughs> you? I mean, Why it's like the most obvious place. Uh, they've been hidden at wells a number of different times. You know, any clue or anything like that always has to have some sort of landmark. So the well okay. is often a good landmark. Okay. Other things are like if there's a big tree that, you know, branches out in a certain way or something like that. If, you know, in a game where there are clues, it needs some way to identify. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it makes sense for, you know, for him to say that. So Doug, who, you know, has the clue, therefore that advantage, does spot it before Pegleg. He uses a little blocking move to hide it uh, from Pegleg and then pockets it while Pegleg's back is turned. I don't think I've ever said the word Pegleg three times in such quick <laughs> succession before. Uh, then he reads us the information and it's only good for the next three tribal councils. Now. The wording on it doesn't specify if it's three tribal councils he attends or just in general. I would presume in general from the wording, but 
I have had one-sided arguments with Survivor producers before about their poor wording on such things. And so it you know, wouldn't surprise me if it turns out to be three that he attends. The plain reading of it seems to be three tribal councils, which means if his tribe doesn't go to three tribal councils, which seems unlikely given this group, but if they don't go, then, you know, he, he can't use it is basically what it means. Yeah, um, that hadn't even occurred to me, but um, yeah, that's a sort of interesting point. I also wondered... I mean, I think I know the answer. I think the the you can't share an idol, can you? You can't share an idol. So one person possesses it. So like he tells Ren about it. Okay, one person possesses it, but you can use it on another person, and you can give ah. it to another person. Okay, but you cannot take it from another person. So like, let's say that Ren decides they're in trouble, and says, "Doug, give me the the idol," and Doug says, "No." Ren cannot go through his bag and take it from him. Okay, but he um, could offer it to her. Right. He could offer it to Ren, or he could stand up at Tribal Council and say, I'm playing this idol on oh. Ren. So that okay. way, like, he gets credit for the move, which some people have done before. I see. I just wondered why he was telling her that he'd found it. Mm -hmm. I thought, if, so that made me think, oh, is he telling Ren because you can, you can, sh yeah, okay, you can, yes. you can use it for someone else or give it to them. Right. Okay. Right. Now, people could rummage through. Let's say someone had a suspicion Doug had it and Doug was out of camp somewhere. They could rummage through Doug's bag and find it. They just can't take it. So they would know he has it. They just can't physically take it. OK. OK. So. Um, so anyway, uh, day nine begins at Calaton with Jess asking Shy if he saw the massive turd. Or at least that's what I heard. Um <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part of that accent thing that I was talking about. Uh because I was like someone dropped a big turd somewhere in the middle of their camp. What the hell? But no, thank, thankfully, yes, there was a uh there was a visual given and it was a toad, not a turd. Yeah. Uh which is a much better topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um Meanwhile, uh, Lawrence tells Tanuke the truth about the outpost, meaning that there's an idol in camp. And then we quickly go back to Lanena, where Hannah is uh, getting in better with Ashley and Ren. And then another quick back cut back to Calatine. The editing is weird. It's disjointed. I don't like it. I don't know why we keep going back and forth to these two different tribes. Stay in one place for a few minutes. Tell whatever stories you need to. Don't give us whiplash, especially a new audience in the UK who has never seen Survivor before is trying to keep track of these people and you're whipping back and forth between the tribes. Yeah. I, I wasn't conscious. I wasn't aware of the, uh, the, the quick paced editing didn't sort of occur to me, but I do definitely notice that I don't know the names of the tribes. I know the names of the tribes. But I don't know who belongs to which one yet. Like mm -hmm. every time it comes up on the screen, I do actively have to look at it and remember who's with who. So maybe yeah. the editing is leading to that confusion for me and I just haven't realized it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Leilani talks about being considered the weakest and Nathan confirms her belief to us. Uh, and then we get an intro package from her where she says she's 45 and a half. Now, I don't know how it is in the UK. 
But in the U.S., we stop using and a half after about age nine, if not <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah, that hadn't occurred to me, but you're right. It's it's quite strange. I was also uh, surprised at Lilani's age. Um, yeah. Well, maybe it's because she works in a yoga studio. Well, exactly, yeah. uh, you know, she's also a mom or a mum. Uh, depending on you know who's who, you know whose term you want to use, um, as she says, she's done everything and lived everywhere. Uh, okay, then we get a tree mail for a reward challenge, and like the last one, it's very physical. It's a one-on-one battle in a trench of water, so it's simple in theory. First person to ring a bell on the other side gets a point. First to four wins. Of course, to get to the other side, you have to fight past the other person. Uh, winner gets a big barbecue feast. So, first is Ashley versus Leilani. Leilani puts up a good fight, literally hanging off of Ashley. But Ashley wins for Lenena. And, you know, that would be the last of Lenena's wins. Because uh, Lawrence runs over Pegleg. Rachel beats Hannah. Lee, uh, well, so apparently when Lee was up there, someone asks, you know, one of Shai's tribe mates, why is Shai up there? Shy demanded to go. So I thought that that meant Lee would, you know, Lee the boxer would knock Shy out and Shy would lose and they'd blame Shy for it. But then Shy wins. Yeah. And it's like, so why even bother telling us that Shy demanded to go? That I didn't understand. Usually that's something you'll see, like when we saw Lee devise the win- the losing strategy, you know. Um, but then it's never brought up again. So I don't understand that one. Yeah, I thought that too. I was firstly, I was very surprised that Shy won. I I just assumed that Lee would do really well here, uh, but yeah, I don't know why they have a problem with it if Shy did well a- anyway. So what what why does that matter? Right, right. Um, and then uh, Jess wins pretty easily over Ren. So Calaton gets the barbecue and they go enjoy themselves. Yay, barbecue! And that's pretty much the end of that day. Um, day 10, we briefly meet Matthew, who is 21 and works in hospitality. And hey. I, yes, I, I barely remembered that Matthew was on the show until that yeah. moment. So <laughs> me too. I was like, Oh, there's someone with my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tanuke brings up shy as the one to get rid of if they lose the immunity challenge. Uh, and, uh, shy meanwhile tells us my social game is my biggest worry. Uh, because most of the tribe is extroverted and he's introverted and takes a while to warm up. Uh, so then tree mail and then the immunity challenge. We're once again reminded, as if we needed it, that Lee wants the women out. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's another challenge that I've seen multiple times before, though not as old as the prior episodes uh, running around in the water one. So they, it's kind of hard to describe if you didn't see it, but if you didn't see it, why are you listening to this podcast? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I encourage everyone to listen. Don't, don't stop listening because of it. But, you know, I would think that you watched it. Um, they, they hold a disc up by multiple ropes and each stacks up blocks while walking a balance beam and not dropping the blocks. Uh, the balance beam seems particularly mean for peg leg. Um, yeah. But, I mean, and he does fall off a couple times, but then eventually gets the hang of it. It's also... Not too great for Muscly Nathan on the other tribe. It's almost like you need different types of players with different skills for different challenges rather than just needing big what? muscly man. 
I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked this challenge actually. I thought it was really cool because it involved so many different. I mean, literally it involves different mm -hmm. people, but it involves strength. You you know you do have to you do have to hold that right rope the whole time, but it, mostly it's about balance, a little bit of strategy. I assumed that they picked the order of who was going to go first mm -hmm. and last, and also. You have to be nimble and you have to be fast because you have to you're you know you're trying to beat the other team and i suppose you have to be really patient as well because mm -hmm. as we see after the first few attempts it looked like this could take hours before anyone yes. completes it um so I, I it made me wonder how long this went on i mean we see it for five minutes but right i wouldn't be surprised if you know this took two hours or something to, to finally get there yeah, I don't think it took two hours, but it wouldn't surprise me if it took a solid 45 minutes or an hour, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, back and forth they go. Both get close, but then they fail. Eventually, La Nena wins, apparently by a very, very small margin. Um, so, back at Calaton, Leilani pushes herself as having done well, and therefore she should not be considered weak. And Shai's like, Eh, doing well in one of six challenges isn't anything to brag about. Um, <laughs> uh, Tanuke and Jess want to get rid of Shy, but Rachel tries to block it. Uh, Nathan doesn't have a high opinion of Leilani and challenges, but does think Shy is better there. Really, the muscly guy thinks the muscly guy is better. Huh, where have we heard that <laughs> song before? Um, so, yeah, he didn't at all learn the lesson that I mentioned earlier about having different types of people. Yeah. And boom, tribal council. Leilani again tries to push her strengths, and Joel even gets on board. Uh, Shy says everyone has different strengths and weaknesses, but you know doesn't really otherwise say much. Then Joel springs a twist on them. They won't vote someone out of the game, but rather onto Lenena. Now this is something we've seen multiple times on Australian Survivor. And part of it is because Australian Survivor needs to have a longer season. You know, we talked about this before. They, yeah. You know, they have more players, but even so, they still need to have a longer season uh, to fill just, you know, fill all their TV time and, and everything else. Um, often, they're not even given warning about it. Like, they will vote and then find out they went to the other tribe. But Ooh. this, yeah, this way is much more fair. So now the tribe should be considering who they trust to not spill the beans. And Tanuke says it's a test of whether they think the person will stay true to them or switch to be loyal to Lenena. Generally speaking, I think the person sent over has a hard time staying loyal because they just got voted out. You yeah. know, um, you can try to tell a pretty story about why you did it. But you still voted them out. Especially since, in general, and as happened here, they end up voting out the same person they would have actually voted out anyway. Yeah, this was my main question about this. When when Joel tells them the twist, they mm -hmm. all look very shocked. Mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I guess it's a shock. But I, I just immediately wondered, how much is this really going to affect your vote? Like, I just sort of thought, Surely you're you're probably just gonna vote for the same person you were going to vote for anyway. I d I can't imagine why it would change who you're choosing unless I'm missing something really obvious. I mean it. 
if you truly wanted to send a spy over. But the problem is, okay, in order to ensure that spy survives, then you have to throw the next immunity challenge. And no, you know, most people don't want to do that because, you know, the one you send over is the most likely to be voted out next. Yeah. So, you know, they try to put a spin on it like, oh, Leilani, we're sending you over because we think you'll do great. And it's like, you know, bullshit. No, <laughs> you know, I mean, um, you know, if they wanted that, OK, send Nathan then and see how that goes, you know. But no, they're sending Leilani because they were always planning to send Leilani because they felt Leilani was the weakest. And oh, we, we have to send someone to their tribe might as well be the weakest. And if if Leilani gets voted out next, oh, well. And yeah. if Leilani doesn't get voted out next, oh, we were your buds, Leilani. Yeah, okay. Um, and so, yes, all the votes that we see are Leilani. So that means Joel doesn't even read Leilani's vote, which I would imagine was, you know, uh, uh, probably shy. Yeah. Um, I don't remember even seeing it at the end. Maybe I wasn't. Uh, did they have a closing? I don't remember now. They, they didn't. And I was surprised. I mean, I was surprised that shy didn't get more votes not because i think he deserved them just because everyone had been talking about him so much in the episode at various points i i don't know what again i i don't shy did well in the mm -hmm. challenge like so i don't get why they all i mean it's obviously just a personality thing and they think right. he's introverted and antisocial and they just don't really connect with him but um but I, yeah then when the five votes in a row were for leilani i thought oh Okay, mm -hmm. ouch. But yeah, the I'm sure they don't. Joel doesn't show us the the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they all hug Leilani and they wish her luck and tell her they love her and uh, yeah, you know. She, and she, she says she'll love them always. Yeah, I, we I've got you. And then Joel has her throw her buff in the fire and gives her a new one, and off she goes. And you know, I'm sure when we start this up next week, Lee is going to be thrilled to see another quote-unquote weak woman on his tribe <laughs> for him to sacrifice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, that thus ends that episode. There was a lot less to talk about in, in episode four than there was in three. Yeah. Um, now, a couple things I have for you. Did you notice that whenever they show Doug in the later parts, it specifically says in his lower third that he has an immunity idol? No, I did not notice that. Okay. So, you know, it says Doug, it says his tribe, it says, you know, what his occupation was. But they've also added in immunity idols so that it helps people keep track of what the players have. Okay. I didn't see that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that actually started a few years ago. I feel like, and uh, I, nobody hold me to this, I feel like South Africa might have been the the first one to start doing this it might have been australia but then u.s picked it up after that i believe was the order i i did not go back and double check on that but um so so there's that other than that did you have any uh you know questions about uh this episode uh i had one question but you answered it my question was do all the men just end up growing beards yeah uh so I guess yes, they they don't have stuff to shave. I mean, and, unless they don't naturally grow a beard, you know, like well, sometimes sure. there are people who are are very wispy out there, and it's just <laughs> you know they don't don't grow one. Yeah. Um. Another, a, a final question. 
Uh, and just to uh, answer that, that also means all the women, they don't shave either, you yeah. know, wherever they would normally <laughs> shave. So, yes, you will you will start noticing that as the days go by also. Can't wait. <laughs> um, the, but this, what, what sort of struck me in both episodes when it came to Tribal Council was something that we see in other shows like this, I think. I'm assuming this is a pattern that people don't tend people tend to vote in numbers i'm guessing mm -hmm. like they like we like with leilani it was the first five votes out were all for her i'm guessing that's the sort of tactical thing that players end up doing rather than scattered random votes and people just voting completely independently is that is that generally how this game's going to go it should it should uh, I mean, but then so should the traders. And yet in the Traders Canada, we have a few people who still haven't quite gotten the hang of that. Um, but yes, it should go that way. That is the point of having an alliance is so that, you know, everybody votes the same way or if not the same way. Like I said earlier, sometimes there's a reason to split your votes. But um, but yes, the idea is that, you know, there's strength in numbers. And I, you know. That's probably the main reason that people have been going along with Lee, because like Doug said, yeah, I'll let him lead now and then I'll get rid of him when I need to. But, yeah, um, you know, for now, sure, I'll, you know, everybody will just happily go along. And I think that's what happened when it was clear that Leilani was going. Um, which happened before Tribal Council, I'm sure that's why, you know, others didn't bother voting for shy. Yeah. OK. Um. So have any of your favorites or least favorites changed? Uh, I Now that I know that Chris is this really strange singer-songwriter who wears leopard print a lot, I, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I just I can't make sense of him. Um, I get, again, Doug is sort of up there as a favorite to win for me at this early stage. Um, Jess is surprising me a bit. Uh, I think Jess is sort of painted early on as, oh, she's the fitting model and she's probably just going to be interested in quite frivolous things. But something, I can't remember what it was, but something happened in one of these two episodes. I think it was that she won in the challenge when you had to fight against somebody. Oh, else yeah. That just sort of made me think, oh, maybe Jess is actually a bit more of a competitor than I first mm -hmm. thought. So so she stuck out to me, I guess. And then <laughs> Lee Lee just uh is headed for a fall, I think. Um just just because of the way that he's being painted. I mean I'm saying being painted because of the things he is saying out of his yes, mouth. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I don't think things are going to go well for Lee long term. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm still not fond of Lee and his simplest his simplistic manly man quote unquote strategy that i hate to even co call a strategy <laughs> um you know i i like doug even more than before uh because i can see his strategic mind his obvious knowledge of the game uh i still like lawrence uh <laughs> and um you know i also like ren though i mentioned my concerns with the way they got on board with the idea of voting out weak women i i I understand getting on board with Lee. I don't understand specifically that aspect of it. Yeah, I like Ren as well. I think Ren seems quite, quite funny and mm -hmm. and clever and just quite interesting. Uh, and also, 
I like Matthew because Matthew has my name. Yes. Yes. That was a very Simple good reason. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there we have it. Uh, episodes three and four of Survivor UK. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, we are in various places. I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I podcast about both Survivor and for one more week, Big Brother on the Rob Has a Podcast Network with the name of the show being Why Blank Lost. And of course, I'm podcasting the Traders Canada right here. So make sure to subscribe to get all of that. Obviously, you'll you know have to subscribe on two different services, but do both. Um, and, uh, you know, I mentioned last week I recently interviewed Trader Melissa B as well. Uh, maybe we'll have some other interviews coming up also. We'll have to see how timing goes. You can uh, reach out to me at all my various accounts through Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in Linktree. Or you can find me on text-based social medias like Twitter and Blue Sky is at David Bloomberg. And on video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. And because Threads is connected to Instagram, I'm at David Bloomberg TV there as well. Currently having a uh, debate on Threads uh, about uh, Kevin's. Uh, now, by the time this, by the time this posts, the new episode of Traders Canada will probably have aired. Uh, but debating about a TikTok I posted of Kevin's strategy there, and uh, you know, talking to my co-host, my guest host from the first episode of the Traders Canada podcast, and then Melissa B chimed in. So, uh, so definitely, you know, check out those various places. Uh, speaking of those TikToks and Instagrams and YouTubes, I post three or four reality TV short videos on all those sites every day. Uh, you know, U.S. Big Brother, U.S. Survivor, the Traders Canada, as I just mentioned. Uh, uh, House of Villains, um, and of course, we're going to have some Survivor UK on there as well. Yes, and although, the, like I said earlier, this podcast for now is about uh, Survivor UK. Generally, I post about the traitors. So, if you want to keep up to date with traitors news information, you could follow us on Instagram at the Trader Podcast or on X at the Trader Pod. Or you can get in touch via email at thetradarpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, season two of Traitors UK is on the way. We still don't know a, an actual date, but I'm thinking it will be end of November, beginning of December, which would fall in line with uh, when it was broadcast last year. Hmm. Uh, so gearing up towards that mentally. I'm also watching Big Brother UK, and although I'm not podcasting about it, if anyone wants to talk to me about their thoughts and feelings, I would be more than happy to answer an email like Big Brother UK just for fun. Yeah, I have not watched any Big Brother UK. I, I, I'm i overloaded right now. It would be fun to watch at some point, but I just not now, not now. Uh, I do want to say also, you know, uh, if anyone would like to help support the costs of publishing this podcast, you can drop Matthew a few bucks uh, or pounds at uh at uh you know the buy him a coffee uh, website which is ko-fi.com slash matthew keely we will be back here together again in a week i'll be back in just a day or two to talk to traders canada with traders australia season two standout annabelle i am very much looking forward to that she is hilarious can't wait so, uh so with that, 
We will see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.